Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you tired of the chaos, uncertainty, pivots, and oh-so-many changes from 2020? It's time to hit the reset button. Use those changes and pivots and all of the chaos, and it's time to leverage it into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Join me and over 15 experts in the Bees Reset for 2021 Summit, where we're diving into the topics of marketing, management, mindset, and money, and discovering how to leverage all of the changes of the last year into sustained success for 2021 and beyond. Check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash summit and grab your free ticket today. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. These last few weeks, we've been talking about the strangers to loyal fans path. How do you bring in the right people who are strangers and convert them into loyal fans and buyers and dedicated members of your community? So today, what we're talking about is what comes next, right? We've outlined all the different parts of bringing in the right people, how to make sure you're talking to the right people. You've started to build that all important list. Now what? What happens next? How can you keep engagement up? So let's first talk about that first one. How can you keep engagement up? One of the best tools that you have in your arsenal is just being consistent is simply showing up on a regular basis to help people in the way that they're looking for help. And here's what I mean by that. You want to not only set expectations, but exceed expectations. So you've sent out your welcome series, right? You've talked about your welcome series. You've talked about all the great and wonderful things and how you've helped other people and why your solution is unique. You've really made yourself stand out among the crowd and highlighted exactly how you can help people. So now what do you do? Now it's time for you to continue to show up, continue to be there for people when they need you. That means consistency. Now, Each person can choose and decide what consistency means for them. For some people, it is showing up every single day in someone's inbox. For other people, it's showing up every week in someone's inbox. For others, really where they find their best people and then bring them into their community as they find them on social, they get them into their community, and then they show up every day in their community, wherever that is. Maybe it's a Facebook group. Maybe it's your own website, your own membership site that has free and paid options. Whatever that community looks like, you want to show up and be consistent. That is key number one. Now, for a lot of people, the idea of emailing your list every single day is a little bit daunting, or the idea of having to go live every day or having to show up in your Facebook group every day, it can become overwhelming. So let's take it step by step. One of the ways to do this is to create a library before ever going live with your content. And here's what I mean by that. Start gathering the FAQs. Start listening to your community, wherever it is that they hang out, and find out what are their top concerns. What are the things they really need help with? And then start creating the content that speaks to that. 
Start creating the content that helps them with that. Now, remember, these are people who are already in your community. So it doesn't necessarily need to be as basic as the information that people came to you from, okay? So with consistency and with email, or if you're going to be posting in Facebook, or if you're going to be going live every day, wherever channel that is, you're going to create a library topic, a library list of topics to be talking about. And then you're going to create the content. You're going to create the copy. But this way, you're going to sit down for a dedicated amount of time every week until you have a library to draw on. Here's what I mean. Maybe you can find one hour a week to sit down and plan out your topics. Now, let's say you're going to go live, right? Your community is on Facebook. You like going live and then directing them to join your public or private groups or directing them to join a community off of Facebook, which is something I recommend. So you're going to go live and you've decided live every day is something you can definitely do. But, you know, after doing it for seven or eight days, you find yourself running out of content ideas. So here's what you're going to do for one hour a week, every week, before you ever do actually go live, what you're going to do is sit down and map out your strategy. You're going to map out the topics you want to talk about. So for an hour, you sit down. It's the same hour every week. It's the same day every week. That's your time to figure out what you're going to be talking about. One week, you might come up with 15 topics. Another week, you might come up with two. That's okay. But what you want to do is have that dedicated time slot, is have that dedicated part of your calendar set aside for you to work on this. And then What's going to happen is slowly your mind's going to remember, oh, it's time to think about this particular thing right now. And when you have that in place, your mind starts priming itself to be in the right mindset to be thinking about your copy and your content. And in that hour, you're going to work on it. If it's podcast episodes, you're going to sit down and record. If it's Facebook Lives, you're going to sit down and map out the topics that you'll be talking about. Now, you know what works best for you. Some people swear by full scripts. Other people prefer bullet points, whatever it is that works best for you, but you're going to start mapping out the content and you're not going to press the go button. You're not going to press go live on any of your content until you have at least three weeks worth of content. And the reason for that is simple. Three weeks worth means you're always ahead, And you always can fall behind at least one week and still have content ready. You'll never be in rush mode. And that's really powerful. For example, if you want to go on vacation for a week, you can take a full week off. And when you come back, you still have two weeks ready. And that week, of course, you're going to sit down and start planning out or creating the content that comes during your content creation time. So even if you do fall behind to two weeks or even one week, That week, you're going to sit down, you're going to create your content, and suddenly you'll be ahead again. Now, the reason why I say start with an hour is because an hour is a pretty measurable and easy-to-find time slot. If you can't find one hour a week to create your own marketing, to create your own content, to create the consistency that will really create your raving fans, then maybe reconsider being in business. So an hour is pretty easy to start with. And I recommend an hour also because if you if you have it in your head that you can actually sit down and do 10 hours a week, as soon as you don't meet that 10 hours in one week, it's much easier for you to say next week, ah, you know what? I need to I need to put that off. I need to put that off. I need to put that off. And you don't want to do that. So an hour a week is pretty easy to start. If you find an hour a week is is plenty, that's great. If you find an hour a week is fine, but you've got more time, dedicate two hours a week. 
so that you can start building up that content library. That way, whenever you go live, when it's time for you to go live, when it's time for you to sit down and record your podcast episodes, you know exactly what to talk about. You're not confused. You're not lost. You're not having to spend 40 minutes thinking about what you're about to do and then reset your mental energy to actually go and do that. No, you have all of the content ideas, the library of what you're talking about planned out. So uh, one of the things I do, of course, I do a weekly podcast, right? I, I do a solo episode every week and I do an interview every week. So I definitely take the time at least one hour a week to sit down and record this types of content. But I also email my list. I also send out emails and I do it at least once a week. Now, if you're going to be using email, and I highly, highly recommend that you use email because Facebook Lives and, and podcasts and social media of any kind, it can be passive. Now, some people will say, oh, but social media is so interactive. It's only interactive if you have the time to interact. And if your audience is the type that sits down, creates comments, uh, responds to your DMs, all of that great stuff. But social media can also be incredibly passive. People can see that you've posted something and press like. That doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't take a lot of mental energy. And it's really easy for them to kind of lurk as well. They like that they keep getting your content, they see your content, but they aren't required to take another step. So with email, it's more interactive. Email, people still constantly check their inboxes, right? I pick up my phone and check my email about 10 times a day. Uh, That's probably a little bit low actually. And a lot of people do the same as well. So email is still something people look at. But email allows you to reach out to people in a mass way but it's one-to-one, right? People are opening that one-to-one and they've taken an extra step. Unlike listening to a podcast where they might subscribe, they might not, but they never have to hand over their information. With email, they've handed over their information. They've said, yes, absolutely. I want to hear more from you. So it's more interactive and it's less passive. So I recommend everyone should be using email and I recommend at least one email a week. And here's why. If you only show up once a month, all of us have really busy inboxes. So once a month, it's easy for you to fall through the cracks. Once a week, you start building anticipation. People start to expect to see you in their inbox and you can start giving that really great content and building the consistency and finding out more about your community. So start with at least once a week. If you want to expand beyond that, of course you can, but start with at least once a week. So when I say you need three weeks of content, that means you need three emails created ready to go before you actually start sending them. That's your content library. And for me, what I call that is it's a, it's a year-long drip campaign. So what happens for people when they join my list is after they get that welcome series, they go into the drip campaign. And because I've been doing this for a while and I've been building my library and seeing what pieces of content and what subjects people are really interested to hear about, I actually have about 40 emails already queued, 40 emails. That's almost an entire year's worth. And I take the time, I sit down once a week, take that hour, write some more. So it always is expanding. And as soon as somebody joins the drip sequence, they're signed up to receive the next 40 emails, but it's only once a week. So as you can see, as soon as you start building that library, yes, when you have people who are brand new to your list and you're building your library now, it's going to be a little bit of a rush for you to have to fill those first few weeks of content. But once you have three weeks of content and then you go live, 
Then you have another week where you set aside that time. And let's say you're able to create two emails. Well, now you're four weeks ahead. And if you keep that pace, soon you'll find yourself a month ahead, two months ahead, three months ahead. And every single person who joins your list later, let's say it's been three months that you've been doing this. Well, now you don't only have three weeks plus three months. You have three more extra months of content. You know, if somebody joins your list in January and you start doing this process in January, then maybe you're only a week or two ahead. But you have three weeks of content when you press go. Each week, let's say you create two new pieces of content. So after a month, you're actually five or six weeks ahead. Now you hit March, right? Somebody new has joined your list in March. Well, you're only three weeks ahead, let's say. Three weeks ahead. However, the person who joined in March is going to receive January's content, February's content, and then March's content first. So for that new person, you're actually three months ahead. So you see when you start to build up this library, when you start to build your automations, when you start to build up a drip sequence that really speaks to what people are looking for and what they need, you can consistently show up for people. You can consistently provide value. You can consistently interact and engage with your community in a way that they've asked to hear from you on a regular basis. And it's a lot less work for you once you start building that library. So these are the different ways that you can keep engagement up, You know how to keep in front of people, how to stay relevant to what they're talking about. And you can always, of course, go back and change the topics, change the emails. There are so many different ways that you can use this drip sequence. But after you get them into your list, after they've received a welcome sequence, this is the next step to build a drip sequence. And there's another purpose to the drip sequence as well. Many of us have offers, right? We've got a service, we've got a coaching program, we've got services to sell, we have a course. That's great, but you don't want to only reach out to people when you have something to sell. You want to continue to provide them really high value content, and that's where your drip sequence comes in. The drip sequence may lead to something paid. It may just lead to another resource. It may just be a great piece of information that your people would find interesting and want to hear more about. There are so many different ways that you can use your drip sequence, but one thing that this does is it lets you get in front of people regularly without worrying about, oh, they don't want to hear from me or, oh, I only want to bother them when I have something to sell because that doesn't create as great of a connection with people. If every email you send them, let's say you send them three emails in a week and then you don't email them for another three months because you have nothing to sell, well, that's a different situation, right? That's not a great community. It's not a relationship you've built. It's simply saying, hey, I have something to sell. Why don't you buy it? But when you get in front of somebody every week, when you provide value, when you give them really great content and action steps and ways they can be a part of your community even deeper, they're excited to hear from you. They're eager to hear from you. So when you do have an offer, they're going to open it. And when you don't have an offer, you still have a way to remind them about who you are and stay top of mind. So if you're wondering about, well, I've got all these people on my list. Now what do I do? Right? You've, you've built your audience. Now it's time for you to engage with your audience. Now it's time for you to be consistent and continue to provide value for your audience. And that's with the drip campaign. And building a content library and so many other amazing ways for you to keep in touch with people. So, you know, we've talked about now over these last few episodes about how to get the right people in. And now this is how you continue to give the right value to your community.
And if you're wondering about exactly how you can create this content, how you can do it in a shorter period of time, or if you're worried about, well, I'm not really sure what kinds of content to create, be sure to head to the audienceconverter.com slash summit. I am hosting the Biz Reset Summit for 2021, helping community leaders, coaches, and course creators hit the reset button on their business, leverage the chaos and pivots and changes from 2020 and to sustain success for 2021 and beyond. And we have a ton of really amazing speakers who will be talking about content creation, about marketing, and about the systems and management behind all of that to make it really easy for you to stay in front of your community on a regular basis. So be sure to head over to the audienceconverter.com slash summit to sign up and the summit is completely free. It's happening January 19th through the 22nd. So be sure to head on over there, sign up, get your information, be prepared to not only get the right people into your list, but then start to build that community. It doesn't just start from lead generation. One of the reasons I kind of try and avoid that word is it's so easy for people to forget that each of those leads is actually an individual. So I talk about audience creation, building and attracting the right audience. And that's what we're going to do. And then we're going to give you a bunch of tools, resources, tips, tricks, and hacks on how to actually do that during the summit. So be sure to head on over to the audienceconverter.com slash summit to find out more information. Thank you so much for listening today. We've talked a lot about how you can continue to serve and protect and give value to your audience after they join your list. And until next time, keep calm and sign up for the summit. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.